What's going on? What's going on, everybody? It is the only sports podcast. I'm Will. That's Casino. Uh, I can't even say what we were just talking about. I won't even make a joke about it because we had to restart because of it. We're almost 20 minutes into our streaming and we've tried to start this a couple times. Uh. It was funny, but it can't be on the podcast. Uh, How you doing today, Casino? I'm fine. I, uh, you know, we're one day away from my birthday. I decided to wear this shirt. Oh, shit. Show a little skin. See, I told you I would forget. I'd never get you anything for your birthday. That's true. 33 is the new 21, which is why I'm wearing this shirt. I do have one button, but you know what? Unbutton it. No, just do it. It's unbuttoned now. It's unbuttoned now. So if anybody wanted, if anybody's main complaint about this show was we weren't showing enough skin, your complaint has been answered because here you go. More chest, more chest, more fun. That's what I always say. Uh, but Casino, last, I mean, we record what? We released our last podcast on Tuesday, Wednesday. That feels like a fucking month ago with how much shit has happened since then. Uh, We're recording right. this on a Friday. Uh, last night, we had the NFL draft. We had... A bunch of NHL playoff games, only one NBA playoff game. We have two more tonight that could be series ending. We have Grizzlies, Lakers. Lakers, if they win, they advance. Kings, Warriors tonight, if Warriors win, they advance. But the big news. And then we got four hockey games that all could advance as well tonight. Jesus. This is, I mean, we're we're blessed with sports right now because we're not even going to talk about NBA or NHL first. We're going to talk about NBA, or I'm sorry, NFL, NFL, which had its draft last night. But then even before the draft, finally, uh, Lamar Jackson signed with the Ravens for a... What are they fucking doing? A, uh, I, I will talk about it, but he got a... million five-year contract includes $185 million guaranteed. Uh, He will, Lamar Jackson will now be the highest player in the league at $52 million per year. So this is my question to you, Casito. You just asked it. What are the Ravens doing? Is this a good move? Hell no. It's not a good. He's a good player. We've talked about it. He's a good player. He can throw the football. He's above average thrower. He's a great runner. He's a good quarterback. Definitely a good quarterback. Top top ten easy. You could even squeeze him into the top six five. You know, when it, when he's healthy. And well, I would he, take him over re- Herbert. I don't know why everybody just acts like Herbert is a top five. I've seen more from Lamar Jackson than I ever have Herbert. And people that's act fair. like no, Herbert's- that's totally fine. And yeah. so, I mean, no, he's he's a great player, but the guarantee you're this organization has been good for so many years. They're they're like yeah. a Packers, you know. They're 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 like a New England. They're 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 teams that have massively great structured offices, front offices, and they know how to run the the league. That's why they're relevant all the time. Everybody's like ah, Baltimore. They're just like the Steelers. Ah, tough defense, you know. Hard to play against. You don't want to play against them, especially on the road. So, yeah, this organization has been always great. I don't understand this move. 
I really just, I don't get it. That is so much money. And I joked about it of saying, ah, you know, can't wait to see him blow out his knee or something like that or something, whatever I said. And you're like, oh, that's, that's, you know, that's bad to say. And I was like, yeah, it is. But he doesn't give a shit. He's guaranteed 180 plus million fucking dollars. He doesn't care if he blows out his knee to where he can't play football again. Yeah, that's sad. It's what he loves to do. It's his passion. He could go and pick up golf for water polo. I don't know, something. <laughs> but he can't play football anymore. But it doesn't matter. The dude's $180 million guaranteed. Almost 190 Yeah. Almost 190 Yeah. He just doesn't. He's not going to care. So he's got his money. Yes, he's going to come out and play hard. Um, hopefully that they haven't had any issues, you know, behind the scenes where it's like, ah, well, you know, they were kind of giving me the, the, the reach around for a while. I'm not going to play as hard. I got paid. So why should I play really hard for a, a organization that's kind of screwed with me and didn't want to give me what I wanted. And they're only going to take me because they couldn't get rid of me. Yeah. Like yeah. I, I'm concerned for the organization on making this move. Is it going to be nice though? Because you know, you know, he's got. Um, oh my gosh, who just went to Baltimore? Who just signed? Uh, OBJ. OBJ. So I'm sure he's really excited about that, and you know, they're gonna they're gonna probably play w- real well together because he's got the running game, and now he's got a good wide receiver. I don't want to say elite anymore because the dude's come off of two tears. Well, we they also like. they also just drafted a wide receiver last night. They right. drafted uh, the. Uh, like one of the top three wide receivers in this draft, uh, who is oh is it, Zay Flowers? It, Zay Flowers. Zay yeah. Flowers. I was like, this guy. This guy has, uh, you know, big play potential written all over him. I want to see him go to like an interesting team. And Baltimore Ravens. Like, what that's is a more interesting team to be an no. offensive weapon in than fucking? That, that's it's a very interesting, interesting. Uh, move and I think they're going to be just fine with it so we'll see we'll see how that goes though yeah so I'm right there with you in terms of somebody because you know I get all my uh football news from Twitter and Reddit somebody on Reddit made a really good fucking point because somebody was doing the whole like oh he's now the highest played uh paid player in the NFL like who needs an agent who needs an agent and this guy uh made a good point he said it's 10 million dollars more than they offered him a year ago what a fucking waste of time i'd rather have 175 now than 185 million a year from now which is a great point like everybody's praising him for being like oh he didn't need an agent now he's the highest paid player but it's like yeah he also didn't get paid for an entire year the equivalent of what he would have got paid a year ago so he basically wasted if you think about it this is a six-year contract that he signed for five years because the ravens basically got a whole year where they didn't have to pay him shit like hey that's a good point that that, that's smart (laughs) the ravens held out for this entire year and all they had to pay was 10 million more than they were originally going to offer him like why is everybody acting like lamar jackson got away with this like abandoned or whatever he signed a Mm -hmm. basic six-year deal where he got 10 million dollars more than the ravens were offering him and he it's not like he made some great fucking deal 
everybody knows quarterbacks every year who sign new contracts are going to now be the new highest played paid player in the NFL, right? Then I'm sure Herbert, I'm sure Burrow, I'm sure whatever quarterback next after that is coming up, it's just going to dude. Daniel Jones is getting fucking $40 million a year. Like insane. What are we talking about? Like, uh, as far as the Ravens go, everybody was saying the, oh, we, we give the Ravens all the credit, but they haven't put anything around Lamar Jackson to be successful. Well, they just drafted a first round wide receiver. They took the, what many considered the best wide receiver on this free agent market. They signed him. He's got, you know, Gus, the bus as, and uh, Mark Andrews as his tight ended running back. So he's um, got an above be, average. This team can be line. really good. This, this team yeah. can be really good. I mean, the only thing that scares me is a long-term thing. Like you're, you're really yep. cutting into a lot of your team's pay. Heavy. A lot. Yeah. Dude, a lot. And that, you know, that's the one thing that I like. I wish all sports had a tight cap on like, I understand like, okay, pay them a shit ton of money. That's fine. But I wish they had a tighter cap. Um, Like with hockey, they haven't raised that cap in for fucking ever. And I think that's why there's so much parody in the, in the league right now is that hockey, all these teams are so good right now. And I truly think that's because, Oh, well, this team can't buy three good players or three superstar players. They have to buy two superstar players. So that third goes to another team and then it's evenly dispersed and it makes it much more interesting. So I don't know. I, I struggle with the overpaying. I, I, I get it. He's a good quarterback. Is he worth the highest paid football player? No. Well, also you made a good point with the hockey thing in NBA. They made a, what I think was a genius idea in doing the where if you sign your second contract with the team you were drafted on, they can sign you to a max contract, right? So it incentivizes players to be like, listen, if you stay with the team that's drafted you, you'll make more money because if you want to go to other teams to build, you know, like the big three, like the Celtics and the Heat did and stuff yeah, like that. Super team. The league, yeah, the league saw this is where the NBA's going, where all these guys are friends. They all know each other. All of them are just going to end up on one team and we're going to have – three super teams and then none of the other teams are going to be competitive and it's going to be bad for the league. Right. So the league said, we're going to make this new thing. You can make the most money possible. If you stay with the team that's drafted. I like that. I do like that. I think, I honestly think that's what the NFL should get to the point of doing a little bit, which is just be like for quarterbacks. I don't separate. You're separate from the cap. You're right. They would have to figure that out, though, because there's too many players on a football team compared to an NBA team. So mm-hmm. I don't know. But well, anyway. that's why it's easier on hockey, too. But, it's like less. I mean, football teams, we're talking about 53 guys. Like, that's so many fucking players. So let me ask you this. Do you think this is the genius of his mom being the super agent that was never picked up by players? <laughs> or do you think the... Or do you think the Ravens just had no other choice and they said, fuck it, we have to give him what he wants? I I honestly think if you look at it, like I really think it was the Jalen Hurts contract. 
I think the Jalen Hurts contract was Lamar Jackson and his mom going to the Ravens and being like, we want this, but a little bit more. And then that's, I mean, you look at that contract, it's the Jalen Hurts contract structured differently, but it's pretty much the same amount of money with like a $10 million difference. Like that's it. But also structured very differently. Yeah. I mean, Jalen Hurts is all backloaded and this one, they're just like, ah, here's all the fucking money in the world. Have have fun. Go. Well, it's also go, go play golf and water polo. It's also I don't know weird. why going to water polo. I don't know. <laughs> well, the guaranteed money in water polo dried up years ago. There's none of it left. There's, see what I did there? See what I yeah, did there? Yeah, because we burned a drought. <laughs> oh, <but. laughs> see what I did there? <laughs> um, <laughs> but in terms, this is my issue. Where it comes to quarterback money, and we talked about this, I just said it, where it's like every year the new hot quarterback's going to get like uh, more money, more money, more money. Right now, like Burrow, Mahomes, Jalen Hurts, those are the three, and you know, like Matthew Stafford, those are the four quarterbacks that deserve the most money because they've shown I have this team around me and with my ability, I can take this team to the Super Bowl. So Burrow should get paid all the money in the world. So should Hurts. So should Mahomes. Stafford, maybe a little less because he's obviously older than those guys. But then you get to people like Lamar Jackson. You get to people like uh, Dak Prescott even or Justin Herbert. And it's like, you three have done absolutely nothing in the playoffs. We've never seen you have a good playoff game. Uh, and we're still talking about you as if you're Mahomes, Hurts, or Burrow, which are three quarterbacks in the past three years. We've literally seen have great, great playoff performances and lead their teams to a Super Bowl. And in Mahomes' case, win it. It's just weird that we give money to quarterbacks who are good quarterbacks, but then when it gets to the postseason, they suck. And it's just like, Oh, that doesn't matter. They're still great quarterbacks. And it's like, mm-hmm. I thought the point of this was to win. Like, it's just fine. I don't know. That's always been weird to me. Like Lamar Jackson, he's what one in three in the playoffs and has just had like abysmal, abysmal performances. Yeah, I always remember. Tony Romo. It's the Tony, Tony Romo effect. Yeah. That's what I call it. Well, I always remember that game. I think it was his first or second playoff game against the Chargers where he was like, it looked like he was just a completely different player. And the Chargers weren't even like a good defensive team that year. It was just, yeah, I don't know. I, again, as a, as a Eagles fan, as a Patriots fan, we've seen quarterbacks have success in the postseason. So I don't know if we view it differently than, other teams, but like we were talking about, the Ravens have only been a team since 1996. Since 1996, it's, cr- it's crazy. It feels like they've been around. I mean, yeah. much longer. I mean, well, they were the ever since I Colts. ever since ever ever since I can remember, they've been the Ravens. I mean, born in '90, yeah. showing my like age. Baltimore Colts, and then they became the Browns, and then they moved to Baltimore, and then they restarted the Browns. I don't fucking know. It doesn't make any sense. But yeah. since 1996, this franchise baltimore ravens they've won two super bowls and they've always felt like they were i think they've been to three or four but they've always just felt like yeah one of the teams that you can always just pencil in to be like they're going to be in the playoffs and they're in 
one of the toughest divisions in sports. It's not like they're in a shit division. So that's why they keep going. Like they're in a division right. with the Steelers, with the Bengals who have always been pretty good. And then with the Browns who and are the Steelers, fire, again, but... like, so I was saying is another organization that just is always top tier. So always good. Yeah. <sighs> but now well, let's move. Well, last thing I want to say about Jackson. that, I got a question, oh. question for you. Do you think like Lamar and his mom were having that, that whole uh, show me the money thing with like Cuba Gooding Jr. And, um tom cruise or they're just yelling on the phone show me the money show me the money yeah i think that was i think tom cruise was john harbaugh in the other end of the phone just screaming into it and then (laughs) but i think i uh let's segue over to the draft casino because we talked about who the ravens drafted did you end up watching the draft last night or did you watch watch the celtics game or the knights game I watched the draft until the night's game started, which was convenient because it was started right after the Patriots did their pick. So I was happy. <laughs> I had two TVs on. One was on the Celtics Hawks oh, game, which was I love much it. I love that you. I love that you can afford two TVs in your front room. Good for you. Good <laughs> yeah. for you. No, no, this was at work. I'm, I was at work. No, I'm out here struggling. Yeah. Uh huh. Sure. <laughs> Don't try to steal my blue collar white collar thing okay i'm uh-uh. literally no. this shirt is blue collar this is a blue collar okay. shirt i don't this even have a collar, a collar. <laughs> i'm so broke i don't even have one all right <laughs> um but uh, windows so- 7 remember this windows 7 that's what i'm running right now okay <laughs> okay also continue uh i did the same exact thing as you thank you to the golden knights for immediately almost winning that game so i could switch right back to the draft Like I was was like, oh, this game's over almost like five minutes into it. Like I'm going back to the draft. And uh, (laughs) that's what I did. But so just right off the bat, Casino, uh, we have uh, Bryce Young, who everyone assumed rightfully so was going over number one overall to the Carolina Panthers. That's why they traded the pick, blah, 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 blah. So I don't think any surprise there. Maybe a little surprising. This draft, oh, again, he, he he's shorter, and and you know Dude, you talked about that. So you, tiny. You, you, I mean, he's five ten is what is what he's his height. Five ten, two oh four. I mean, and then C.J. Stroud, he's uh, what is it six three? So yeah, I mean, again, I think they had to pick Bryce Young, but we might be seeing like a whole Kyler Murray thing. Um, so buckle up. Yeah, yeah. I'm right there with you. I I I'm agree with you where it's the pick they had to make, but just seeing him walk on stage, I mean Goodell looked like he was fucking twice his size. Like and Goodell, mm-hmm. you know, he's not he's not some giant. He's just like an average guy. So he even looks like towering over this guy. And you just think like I think of who the Eagles got, which is Jalen Carter or whatever. Dude, that guy's like uh, he's 6'3", 315 pounds. We're both bigger than Bryce Young. If this guy comes running at us full speed and tackles us and we're both wearing pads, it's going to hurt like a motherfucker. Now imagine we're 50 pounds lighter and like three inches shorter. Like, how's that not going to hurt more? You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, right. I just don't know how. Well, I'm roughly around the same weight as Bryce Young, but uh, it's all, it's all fat. <laughs> 
<laughs> so maybe more more uh cushion for the pushing is what they say right mm-hmm. that's that's the that's the <laughs> that's your birthday slogan right that is it's uh happy birthday to me by the way thank you my birthday's yeah. tomorrow You're uh yeah. turning 21 excited excited about it uh yeah. <laughs> so this draft that was the obvious one i hate when teams are like they have the number one pick and they still let the clock run down like there's any anticipation that they're going to do something different like everybody knew this was in immediately start the draft with like the number one pick is bryce young because this shit still goes fucking four hours like yeah for 31 yeah it's recreate it's crazy um, they they finally over the past couple of years brought down how long you have to take the pick. Now it's at eight minutes. But remember, it used to be at like fucking fifteen minutes, and it would be like, for what? Why are we waiting this long, dude? Make it five minutes per pick. You should have you. five guys on your board. If and then just rank them. The next one up, like here you go. Like I don't get why this shit takes so long, but. The first pick was obvious. The second pick, a little bit surprising. The Texans were projected to get a quarterback, but then it was like, which quarterback do they take? They end up taking CJ Stroud. Richards or CJ Stroud, yeah. I would take CJ Stroud. I think I would too. I even though there the reports came out where he had like the one of the lowest scores on that Wonderlick, you know, I don't like give quarterback a shit about test. that test. I don't really. And then, either. and then here's the, and then the Texans move up again for the number three. They get an edge rusher in Will Anderson Jr. I like that move. Um, Which actually, so, uh, that's the one I wanted to talk about because I like. That. I wanted to talk about with how much they fucking gave up to pick this. Did you? Right. See I that? like. No, I did, but I like the pick itself. But the trade is absolutely insanity. The trade. Um. So they traded the number. The number three overall pick and fourth round selection, uh, number 105, to the Houston Texans for the number 12 overall pick, the number 33 overall selection, and a 2024 first and third round selection. That is, that's a lot of shit. <laughs> Dude, they did that that's a to lot. move up. They moved up, what, like 12 spots or whatever? To move up 12 spots, they gave away two first and a second? What? Like, if you're the Texans and you're willing to give up that much for this guy, why wouldn't you use that on a quarterback? What team besides like maybe the Chiefs That's a good point. and the Eagles maybe, maybe, are not going to think about? Maybe two they first they were really just wanting the CJ Stroud. They were fine with CJ Stroud. They didn't want Bryce Young. That's who they got. They got who they wanted in CJ Stroud. So that was another thing is they kept talking about like the players that were sitting there. Um. And sitting there and sitting there and waiting to get picked. And everybody was like, oh, you know, they may not get picked this round and whatnot. It's, you know what? Just because like you're the number three or four quarterback doesn't mean automatically, as soon as those are up, you're the next one on the block. People have other needs. Teams have other needs. So if they don't need a quarterback or they think they want to work with the one that they have, you're not going to pick, even if you're projected to go in the first round, you know? Yeah. So I don't know. I saw a few of those people few of those players um waiting there and waiting to get picked that were just like super sad and whatnot i'm like well hey like well i hate shit the, happens i hate like the, uh i mainly talk mainly i'm talking about uh the one i saw that was kind of bugging me because he kept looking like he was muttering under his breath was will lewis or will levis. will Levis, not lewis will levis and every time they showed to him like he's just sitting there like 
<laughs> it's like, dude, shut the fuck up. Like, you're not going to probably get picked. Dude, you're, that guy. Not right now. I would bet money on it. That guy has bus written all over it. You can oh, just all day. tell. You can just Oh, yeah. Tell. His attitude is already showing it. You yep. can't stand him. Can't stand uh, it. So but, I was, I was, it made me laugh that every time they kept showing to him and they wasn't getting picked, I was like, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> uh, so next up, we had Anthony Richardson. He gets drafted to the Colts. Uh, I really, this guy is the quintessential pick in the draft when it comes to quarterbacks, where it's like he might not be everything he's going to be now, but if he can reach the potential of what he could be, like this is a star in this league kind of thing. And he went to the perfect situation. He went to the Colts where their head coach is, was the offensive coordinator for Jalen hurts, very similar kind of playing styles to what they had in college. Apparently you were hearing all these things with with, the teams that met with Anthony Richardson. Do you think that that's going to be an issue? No, because I don't think it's an issue because he moves around a lot in the pocket. He's very, he doesn't like take off and run, but he's one of those guys kind of like a Russell Wilson. Who's always like moving around to avoid getting hit. There's not really a bunch of clips you can see of him just getting fucking rocked. Right. But he does have, or he has this going for him, which is apparently there are a bunch of reports coming out where when he met with other teams, teams walked away being like, we're not going to draft him because obviously he's in the top four, but we're rooting for him. And he just comes off like he comes off like basically Jalen hurts. Right. Which is like, even if you don't like the Eagles or like Alabama, you're rooting singularly for this one guy because he's just easy to root for. Right. We've always said that about like Burrow. Like if it doesn't matter if you like the Bengals or not, like how can you not like Joe Burrow? Right. He just comes off like, like a, like a cool guy. Uh, Next up, we had uh, just a couple picks. Uh, Witherspoon to the Seahawks, good pick. Paris Johnson to the Cardinals, good pick. Tyree Wilson, reach, but that's what the Raiders do, right? Uh, and then oh no, the- I like I like I like that one for them. I think that they the yeah, I, I think they needed that. So yeah, I just think they could have got him later. Now next one, the. The pick that I think most people are like, what the fuck are you doing? The Falcons of all teams draft a running back, the one I wanted, uh, Bijan Robinson, when they literally have already like a top five rushing offense. They have Cordell Patterson. They have the other guy uh, whose name I'm blanking on, but they have like two thousand yard rushers already they have one of the worst defenses in the nfl and desmond ritter at quarterback who we we watched a couple games of last year like never ever jumped off the screen uh ever okay so now we move from that pick of Bijan robinson to my eagles casino who trade up trade up one pick uh, they lose a fourth round that was a compensatory pick. So really it was kind of like a free pick anyways. And it's in the fourth round. Who gives a shit? So right. they move up to take what I was watching the ESPN draft feed and Mel Kuyper was losing his mind being like, this is the best player on my big board. Like, and they're getting him at number nine. Obviously 
the reason why he was at number nine was because of maybe attitude and off the field issues where there was a report that came out (laughs) where they said three teams in front of the Eagles. So three of the top eight teams drafting in this draft didn't even have this guy on their board, despite him being number one. This seems oddly, oddly, eerily, eerily similar to the whole Warren Sapp thing. Remember Warren Hmm, Sapp was like, projected to be a top five pick at defensive tackle but he had off the field issues I think back then it was like literally he was just like he got suspended for smoking weed or something dumb like that I'll have to recheck it was but right I mean that's that feels eerily similar to this which is like a potentially generational player at this position being overlooked because of personal issues nothing to do with on the field issues thoughts on this pick casino um i think he's the best pick in the draft um well i mean you're right generational player you nailed it it was funny though as soon as he came up and they were talking about it and they talked about the car crash and all that with kids dying and whatnot britney goes he's a murderer my wife (laughs) and i was like she goes man we we really like our uh, our sports athletes, don't we? And I was like, he was acquitted. He was he was fine. Like everything's yeah. good. But he no, was. What was even the story with that? He was like at the scene of the crash or something, or was he the one driving? I think he was the one driving, and they were trying to like. He was. They were trying to like pin him on like he was driving under some sort of influence or driving fast. They were trying to do whatever they could to pin him, and, and maybe he was, but. Long story long, he's acquitted. So it's just like nothing came from that, at least to my knowledge. I don't think there's anything left on that. Um, all yeah. my reports on it, like he's he's good. But generational player, A++++. This is a great pick. I know you want a Robinson, but I think you got the better end of this because there are yeah. other running backs out there. And I, yeah, I think you guys did did all right. I mean, you you had a chance for your second pick in the first round on pick 30 to pick a running back. You didn't, you went with an edge rusher, um, which we'll just say, talk about him, Nolan Smith. Um, don't dislike it. I like that. You know, you got rid of a few guys. Um, yeah. On well, that also, interior, I, and you need to, you need to fill that spot again. So I'm, I'm okay with this move and not going for Eagles, a running back. The Eagles drafting, I believe he is a, uh, what is it? He was, was he an edge rusher or was he a linebacker? I ca- I cannot remember. Nolan Nolan I, Smith. Yes, he's an edge uh, rusher, correct? Yeah, he he's an edge rusher. Yes. So now the running joke is that the Eagles are just the Georgia, the Georgia Bulldogs, like what you graduate to because the last like two, three drafts, literally the only colleges we've drafted any players from have either been Alabama or Georgia. And so, you know what's happening? I'm Those are the teams winning the national championship. You're <laughs> yeah. fucking doing just fine. No, so, I like to pick, uh, he gained a little bit weight. I mean, he's, he's only two thirty. Oh, he's almost two forty. but I mean, yeah, I think you gain a little bit more and man, you got a solid edge rusher right there for you. Um, I like your picks. Yeah. I like, I like the Eagles picks first round. I think you guys did really well. 
Yeah, I think both of them are steals. Both of them are players we were projected to get, but the issue was we were projected not to get them because, no, we were projected to want them, not projected to get them because didn't the analysts didn't think either player would fall to us at the spots we were picking at. And, I mean, both of them did, so I'm happy with it. Like you said, Georgia's the best defensive team in college football has been for the past four or five years. So give me all the best defensive players from the best defense and just bring it to my team. And I'm fucking fine with that. Like, why would I not be? Uh, By the way, this is the dog that's always mad at everything (laughs) and everyone. Doesn't he? He looks so innocent, right? But. Uh, he's he's kind of like the third co-host, and then I guess our kids would be the fourth and fifth. Uh, but let's continue to move on. So I, as an Eagles fan, especially with Bijan Robinson already off the board by the time it got to Jalen Carter, this was the pick I wanted, or I wanted either the next two guys' offensive tackles. So I'm happy with this. I think the Eagles are a perfect organization to kind of get somebody with off-field issues because I feel like they have a really good foundation structure players to kind of like whip him into shape. So, but you're and then moving on from there, you know, you guys always do good with tackles. The offensive tackles going first to Chicago, uh, Darnell Wright, great pick for them, uh, yeah. and then the Titans get Peter uh, Skornowski. So it's another, the, it's another ski <laughs> with the, and we'll, uh, we're kind of just going to start jumping around right here because not all these are like notable or whatever with the Titans. Do you think, uh, because obviously we just talked about it. Will Levis and Hendon hooker are the two like kind of big name quarterbacks still left on the board of all the teams that have quarterbacks or drafted them in this draft. Who do you think Will Levis and Hendon Hooker go to? What teams are left that you think need quarterbacks? Because for me, I think Tennessee is one of these two. I would agree. Tennessee would be one of mine. Um, man, uh, I don't know. I mean, the, the, the quarterback carousel kind of happened, and everybody's kind of happy with what they have now. And the ones that needed quarterbacks desperately got their quarterbacks. You yeah. know, the Jets got Rodgers, Houston, they got their pick, um, Carolina, Carolina got their pick, yep. like the Colts uh, got their pick. The I really got think their pick. only three left. If, uh, do you agree with me on this? So obviously we just said Titans and then I think commanders and, uh, Buccaneers, right? Like those are the three that's left. Maybe saints saints as well. No, I think the saints are happy with what they got, but, um, no, I can see those three. I think those are good, good three possibilities. Yeah, because who is the Bucks starting quarterback next year? It's going to be. Is Jameis Winston still on the Saints? That's or did who he go I to was. Bucks? I think he went to the Bucks in that. Tra- you're, uh, you're asking me this, and yeah, I was I not prepared for this. Yeah, I, uh, but we can move on to let's see the Packers. Uh, move up to draft a giant white guy from Iowa. So that was right on brand for the Packers. Uh, Then Steelers, offensive tackle. Jets get a good pick. One of my favorite guys in the draft, uh, Will McDonald. Uh, Commanders get a cornerback. And so do your Patriots. 
after I'm happy with who they got. 100th year in a row of the Patriots trading back their first round pick. But then they get what was one of the top three corners in this draft, I think. I think he was the best. I like him. I like him the best out of all of them. Um, I did too. I I watch Oregon fairly often. I have a lot of uh, friends who are Oregon fans. I have friends who live up in, in Portland and Eugene. Who are been who are alumni from Oregon, so I've always had a soft spot for the Oregon Ducks. I like them. I like that organization up there. And so that being said, is I watched a lot of these these games, and every time I watched a Ducks game, I would probably say I watched legitimately. I probably watched five. I, I went out of my way to watch about five of their games this year. Um, yeah. And man, every game that I watched, he was very impressive. I really like him. Um, I yeah, I, taken, I could have taken happier. Gonzalez over the guy the commanders took, the cornerback Forbes. Uh, I would have taken yeah. Gonzalez before Forbes. Yeah, so, that was my concern. It soon, so I was like, ah, shit. I know that they needed a corner. I was like, all right, you know, if, if they take the corner, um, you know, I didn't really want um, Forbes. I, uh, nothing against him, but I know we need to start filling that role. And, and Belichick is a defensive coach, and he would probably go defense first over wide receivers he's never picked wide receivers <laughs> early um and he, when he does like Nikhil harry that didn't work out so well did it um but i was <laughs> um like for me though i was really looking into ooh, stop um i wanted quentin um the wide receiver but i yeah. was like ah we don't get him you know that's fine trust me but- you do not want wide receivers from tcu as a fan of the Eagles who drafted Jalen Rager, you fair don't enough. want TCU running backs or uh, wide fair. receivers. But I was I was very happy because I thought I thought Washington was going to take this corner, and so did I. Um, especially with um, uh, why am I blanking? Devin McCourty retiring. Yeah. I was like, we need to fill that spot. It's a veteran spot. We need a top end cornerback, and we got the one that I wanted. I'm really happy with that. And Forbes, he's going to be a good quarter uh, cornerback especially playing for a team like Washington who needs more help back there. He's definitely going to be a shining star out of a lot of those players. Um, the Patriots, they got more defensive guys, you know, that will shine um, just as bright, but I'm glad that they filled a high end position with a high end player. So yeah. I was, I was happy with that. Uh, very happy. Very now. Happy. Now let's, Let's move on to the team that drafted number 12 and number 18, the Lions, who at 12 drafted Jamar Gibbs, the running back from running Alabama. Back. Again, too early for a running back, and I don't know. Well, and then they drafted Jack Campbell, linebacker from Iowa. Uh, two picks in the first round that were players projected to go late second, early third. They breach on both picks and get these guys in the first round when both these players were projected to be there when the Lions drafted in the second and third round. So the I mean, only- I do like I do like the Jake Campbell pick. Um I like I like his size. I like his speed for his size. He's a good player. Um, but again, I think this early, a bit of a reach, you may not have got him back you know uh, you may not have got him on the back end um going into the later rounds i don't yeah. know where their next pick is that, that uh, they, pick- they got they got a pick on uh, the 34 you could have possibly picked him up on 34 and then they also have a 34 or a 48 and 55 like they've got three picks in the next round 
I'm sure you could have probably got him in one of those. But I'm less I'm less mad about the Campbell pick because I feel like Detroit they it used to be the Browns until they got Watson, but Detroit has always been kind of the team everybody roots for, right? Even if you're not a fan of them, you always want to see the Lions do well. Mm-hmm. Uh so I think Jamar Gibbs, I think of everybody in the first round, this is the worst pick. Bijan Robinson was projected to maybe maybe be the first running back taken in the first round. Because like you said, in this era of the NFL, you don't take running backs this early, right? Unless they're a super generational talent like a Saquon uh, Barkley, like B. John Robinson is projected to be. And and I didn't want to burst your bubble on that. I know that that's where (laughs) you think he's going to be, but I was like, all right, yeah, let's go with that. Let's get Robinson. Yeah. Sure. But still, Robinson was projected literally to go from anywhere from pick 10 to pick 31, right? Like, there was no consensus on where he should go. This Jamar Gibbs, he was not projected to maybe even go in the second round. So what the fuck are you doing, Lions, where you're drafting this guy at number 12? Oh, this Nobody- is the Lions being the Lions, man. No other team was thinking, let's get a, a running back in the first round that is not named Bijan Robinson, right? And it's like, unless the Lions were like, we're betting our entire franchise that Bijan is going to fall to us at 12. And then when he got picked by Atlanta, they were as surprised as everybody else and was just like, well, we only. Uh, we're thinking running back at 12. So the one we wanted is gone. Let's just get, you know, blah, blah, blah. But they just paid all this money to David Montgomery to be their running back. So again, your defense was so shit last year. How are you not drafting this entire draft all defense? You had a top five offense last year. Like you are, you signed a guy to replace the one guy you lost. I just, ugh. Ugh. Bad, bad pick. Uh, next up, we had uh, Kalija Kansi. I don't know. Again, does uh, he play in the hockey? Names have never been. <laughs> names have never <laughs> been our strong suit on here. But next up, Casino, the pick I want to talk about, Jackson Smith, a name I will not try to pronounce in fear of getting canceled on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jackson Smith, the wide receiver from Ohio State. Uh, does this, if this guy is, again, he was projected to be the best, if not the best or a top three best wide receiver and a pretty good wide receiver draft. If this guy is good, are the Seahawks with Metcalf and, uh, Tyler Lockett. And then this guy, do they now have the scariest wide receiver group in the NFL? Uh, I want to see how things shape up. I mean, there's still time before the season starts, but um, definitely a top three if this guy pans out to be what he's supposed to be. Yeah. Um, and if if you have uh, Smith play anything like he did last last year, yeah, they they could be they could be a solid team. Well, even because this guy played with Ohio State, which has <clears throat> uh, Marvin Harrison Jr., who is like projected to be potentially the number one pick next year right where he's just the wide receiver everybody's like this guy is next level like he's gonna come in immediately be the number one wide receiver 
a top five wide receiver in the league. So for this guy to be on that team and shine as bright as he did with a generational wide receiver on the other side, like I think that shows you how good this guy is, where he still stood out when he's playing opposite. People are calling like, you know, the next Jerry Rice kind of player. Uh, so then we had a run on wide receivers. Chargers take Quentin Johnston from TCU, the guy you wanted the Patriots to take. Again, the Chargers are taking more offensive weapons to help Herbert out. Like, okay, but again, when you have great offenses, like I feel like those always carry over year to year. I don't feel Pretty like there's ever. It. Yeah, I don't know. Just feels like should have gone defense. Next up, we had Zay Flowers, the guy from Boston College, who I really liked going to the Ravens. I think this is a great fucking pick. Uh, Jordan Addison going to the Vikings. Again, I'm still scarred as an Eagles fan with USC and TCU wide receivers. So I don't know what to think about this. I don't trust mm. Pac-12 wide receivers. Uh, then we had cornerback giants and then the player i want to talk about dalton kincaid going uh from utah the tight end to buffalo uh people are saying this was one of the best picks of the draft and seeing this guy's tape like dear lord i watched some uh highlight reels on uh youtube because everybody was talking about how great this guy is i think him is gonna be fucking scary no, I, I, I agree, and he's going to probably play very well on the team, um, especially pairing up next to Knox. But with that being said, you have Knox. You have a tight end, and they do have yep. other pressing issues and and spots to fill. I, I don't know if I would have taken a tight end this early for them. but It's I mean, kind of the, the San but, Diego thing, right? Which is fair. like, you already have a great offense. What are you doing? Right. But, you know, I, I, do, I do like... Kincaid, I, I think he's going to be a great player. Again, Utah play the Ducks a lot. I got to see him play a lot. Um, so I, I know Utah's player, or I, I know this player fairly well. I watched him multiple times, probably about three different games. Plus, my owner of my job is like a giant Utah fan. So every time yeah. they were on and he was at work after after work, he was watching them. Well, so, Utah, especially in our lifetime of watching college football, has always had really interesting offenses. They've oh, yeah. always had like fun offenses to watch. Yeah. So no, I like this. I like I think he's gonna go really well up there. Um opposite of Knox. I think they're gonna be that's that's gonna be a solid tight end duo up there. Uh especially if he pans out. Obviously, we gotta see if he pans out, but we don't know. Yeah. Well, that's um, the thing with all these guys, right? Like none yeah, of this means again, anything. That, that that's the whole draft. Yeah. yeah. But um I think that's a good pick for him. Um panning out if he does like that that's going to be a solid threat and we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Um, yeah. And then moving on to Cowboys. I don't care about them. I'm going to go get my kid while you talk about these next <laughs> couple, because whatever. Yeah. I don't think, I don't think really the end of this draft had anything to, to write home about. Obviously the Nolan Smith pick fall into the Eagles. We talked about what a steal that was. Uh, Bengals, Bengals getting a edge rusher as well. Saints felt weird getting a defensive tackle. I feel like almost like reading back this first round, just in my personal opinion with that, with the few outliers of like my team, obviously the Eagles casinos team, the Patriots, even though 
they kind of fall into what I'm talking about too. Like besides a couple of teams, I feel like almost every one of them should have switched to what they did. Like they went offense when their defense was bad. Like, I mean, I love the pick for uh, the Seahawks getting Jackson Smith from Ohio state, but it's like the Seahawks had a top three offense pretty much the entire second half of the season and they had one of the worst defenses. So it's like, and they had like them in Detroit were tied most of the season for having the 31st and 32nd worst defense. So yeah, you needed another wide receiver, but you don't think those picks could have you been better used helping up the clearly, clearly worst side of football, like of your football team. I don't know. That just seems weird to me. And then you have teams like, yeah, like the the Lions reaching both times pretty much. And then Falcons, I think Falcons, a fish. I think it's a, a toss-up between Falcons and Lions having the worst draft. Probably the Lions. I would go with the Lions. Yeah. I think Lions had the worst because they reached twice. But I think well, regardless, regardless, Campbell being a good player and, and a good good pick for their needs. You went early on him. Yeah. And then I was saying, while you stepped away, Casito, I feel like most teams, in when looking back on this first round and kind of reading it over, most teams went offense when they should have gone defense or went defense when it felt like they should have gone offense. That's why I was happy with the Patriots pick is because they they grabbed what they needed to grab to fill, you know, to to fill a spot that went from a, a pro bowler, you know, in my mind, future Hall of Famer, probably not, but <laughs> in in McCourty, you know, one of your captains on the team, you got to fill that spot, and they went with that. So I'm happy there. But for the majority of them, you said they they flip flopped, and I, you're, you're you're scratching your head like, what the hell? Yeah, like I like the Seahawks taking a quarter uh, cornerback, but I feel like they probably could have gone edge rusher. They maybe could have gone defensive tackle when where they were picking with the second one they could have grabbed someone like the mozzie smith or one of the edge rushers that ended out the first round but they went wide receiver but then again we're in a passing all offense league so maybe all these teams were like we have a good offense now let's just make it better because we're gonna have to outscore anybody anyways but yeah i don't know so the second round starts tonight still a bunch of big name players on the board i hope the eagles can somehow uh get up and get that or go up in the draft and get that safety from alabama maybe joey porter jr from penn state those are the two guys i want but yeah we'll talk about the rest of the draft and anything notable that happens next. yeah it's a long shot for you brian branch is gonna go early yeah, that's who it was. I want Branch yeah. or Joe. I know, Porter. I know, I know who you're talking about because he's on my, he's on my radar as well. Yeah, I, he's one of the ones I'm kind of shocked with how many cornerbacks went in the first round that he didn't sneak out kind of in those last couple picks. That like Fair. maybe if, I'm I'm surprised he didn't go to like the Chiefs or the Bengals. Maybe they went edge, but I could have seen them also going defensive back. But yeah, whoo. All right. Uh, now we move over to the NBA. So for the NBA casino, we had we talked about it last episode. We talked about the Jimmy Butler game, and then Ooh. we weren't expecting the sequel to the Jimmy Butler game. No, I, 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 we weren't expecting it, but 
we said that if he did it one more time, look what happened. <laughs> and he does. He My plays. Yay. <laughs> he plays 46 minutes. He scores 42 points, eight rebounds, four assists. But really, the story of this game is the ending of it, which this game was crazy back and forth. I think at one time in the fourth quarter, the Bucks were up by 14. And then just let this Heat team where I don't know how they're doing this. Literally, it's Jimmy Butler and then Adebayo Love having like kind of resurge, resurge. Uh, and then Vincent comes out of fucking nowhere and puts up 22. But the news of this game is Giannis Antetokounmpo missing, I believe, uh, half over half of his free throws. If I can pull these up right here, he goes four. Gotcha. Yeah, I have a stat. Yeah. Uh, oops. No, no, I don't. He, have a he stat. goes fourteen <laughs> to twenty-seven from the field, and then yeah. free throw attempts. He goes. Oh my! Ten for not showing twenty me. for twenty-three. No, no, his free throws. Yeah, ten for twenty-three. Oh, ten for twenty-three. Sorry, I thought you said twenty for twenty-three. I was like, no, 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 no. Not. ten for twenty-three. And that was everybody saying, "It's like, oh yeah, you know, he lost in the game because he couldn't score." Well, I mean, kind of. I mean, even well, though he put up thirty-eight points, he could have he could have been easily over fifty-point game for him, but yeah, he easily with the twenty rebound. Like he played really well, but and Middleton had a good game. He he did thirty-three, but I remember you saying if Butler can have one of his players. One of his players step up with him, they're gonna they're gonna win this. Well, he had a couple. I mean, Vincent twenty two points. Uh, yeah. You, then you Vincent twenty two. Um. Uh. Adobe. Or Adobe. How do you say Adobe, his name? Adobio. Adobio. Thank you. Adobio. Uh, he had a triple double. I mean, for crying out <laughs> yeah. loud. So I mean, one hundred percent. It's exactly what you you nailed it. You know, you said if he has Butler has another good performance, it doesn't even matter if Giannis has a good one. You know, if Lopez Middleton also have good ones, it doesn't matter. If Butler can have one more performance like he did and one person step up, which was that guy. Um, she's running, yeah. Well, Mom came and home then, and now I'm just like, chop liver. So, it is <laughs> Well, then not only that, but the entire Bucks team, like they their players showed up like Middleton like you said 33 Lopez had 18 Holiday had 16 Giannis had almost 40 he ended with 38 but this is one of those games where if you look at the box score you're like how the fuck did this happen oh I'm, yeah, I'm looking watch, at it now but then when you watch the game like the Bucks completely melted down in the last minute of regulation and then an OT where Giannis, an, it's another fourth quarter meltdown. So yeah. I want to I want to ask you about this. So Giannis's um interview afterwards, and he's like, uh, I you know, fucking hated it. I hate <laughs> it. <laughs> do you, you, you want to go for it? Go for it. Like, yeah, <laughs> him doing the uh the reporter asking him a fair, <laughs> legit question: Is this season a failure? Oh. I don't know. Is it a failure that you were the number one seed and you lost 4-1? You won one game against the eighth seed who With lost multiple two of fourth their players. quarter breakdowns. With two yeah. fourth quarter multiple and yeah, and a team that is down two guys. Like, come on. They're come down on. two starters. They're playing 12 guys who have never played a playoff game. 
okay? <laughs> and you're you're they're going toe to toe with you, and then in the oh, fourth quarter, wow. Giannis is immediately throwing the ball when he gets it so he doesn't have to shoot free throws. Like he throws the ball almost out of bounds, and then Middleton makes a fucking great save to keep diving, it in bounds. Yeah, diving into the press box. Yeah, or in, like, into, I the, don't know. into the. I still don't know how he got that ball. That was fucking I don't know. impressive. I shit. thought he got his. I honestly, the first when I watched it, even the first couple of replays, I was like, oh, his foot touched as well. Like before yeah, he got the ball back in, and then I'm like, oh wait, no. But that was that absolutely whole- insane. That whole sequence only happened because Giannis, and you could see it in his face, you could see it in his posture, he was scared. Like, he was scared to get fouled because And he it only... shows because that's his press conference. Yeah, and then afterwards, you can tell he's frustrated, but hey, uh, Casino, in sports, uh, are there winners and losers? Yeah. Yeah. So if you're a lo- if you lose the unless, game, guess what? Well, yes. You fail. Unless you're in like Pee Wee football and you know everybody gets a trophy. Yeah. This isn't this isn't movies or art where it's subjective. This is is the better team winning than they're than they won. Oops, I knocked over my mic. He's so angry. Go into it. Like um the most one of the most asinine responses I've ever heard, where it's like, oh. Well, Michael Jordan, he was in the league for 15 years, so he only won six championships. So the other years were failures? Yes. Yeah, they were failures. Like, because you played to win the games, as a coach famously said at a press conference. Like, you want to know why in NBA we don't put Steve Nash and Chris Paul and – John Stockton and all these other great players in the same conversations as Will Chamberlain, as Magic Johnson, as Larry Bird, because they never won a championship. Right. Like in football, you know why we don't put Jim Kelly right next to Joe Montana? They both went to four Super Bowls. What's the one fucking difference? One won all four, one lost all four. <laughs> so we don't put them next to each other. Oh, if, if only to that's compare not, that, that's not who's daddy. better and who's not. Like that's Dan not Marino, everybody says one of the greatest pure passers in NFL history. You know why he's not in the top daddy. 20 what? of greatest quarterbacks ever? Because he never won a fucking title. It's like, get the fuck out of no, here. No, that's daddy. That yeah. is my daddy. <laughs> that's that's daddy. That, that's, that's daddy. That's your but, daddy and that's daddy. <laughs> <laughs> casinos yeah <laughs> sorry um but, so then uh no, on the others um, right there so yeah, yeah new so the new york knicks they put down cleveland pretty easily by 11 um i hate golden that state series Ugh. yeah it's so unforgettable and now it's done good it's done the knicks move on um golden state uh golden state did get over on sacramento i still think that sacramento has a chance because i've enjoyed watching almost all those games um i don't then, know man tonight they are tonight's game is no they have a chance i'm not saying they're gonna do it i mean would well, i know would i if i had to put money on go for it well remember the one thing and i kept saying it everybody mm. kept saying it the one thing golden state can't do is win on the road and then they go into sacramento Sacramento's pretty much in that game the whole time. And then all of a sudden they have a mini meltdown in the fourth quarter. Golden State 
almost kind of blows them out. I think but that's, that was that's it. fair. So I that's think that was the okay. Game. So that's one game. But I still can think Golden State can can fall, and then and, and you know they can have a bad game, and Sacramento could have a good game. So that that's where I'm going because the offense for Sacramento is just ridiculous. So I I'm right there where Golden State. If I had to put money down, if if you were saying hey life or death, put money down right now, I'd put money down on on Golden State to win tonight. But can Sacramento yeah. do this because Golden State could put up a stinker? Yeah, because Golden State's been a little inconsistent throughout the season for me. Well, Golden um, State's Memphis is going to be at home tonight, so that's why I, I think underst- they I understand them out. that. Yeah, I understand that. But um, so then you had Memphis, um, Memphis, LA. Memphis did re- uh, push it to uh, push it to his game six, but I do think LA will take it tonight. Um, I do as well. I think I all I the think first round matchups will officially be over after tonight. I, think, I agree. I agree with you. Warriors and Lakers advance. And then they're going to um, play each other in the next round, which right. is going to be a great fucking series. Right. Uh, but then, I mean, something I'm really happy about is Boston ended up finally putting away. I'm not going to even say the Atlanta Hawks. I'm going to say they finally stopped young. <laughs> yeah. They finally stopped Trey young because like, that's who, that's who won them <laughs> two games. Was well, Trey Young? So. I mean, that one shot he hit in oh, game from, four, dude. dude I love when because as soon as he hit, three. as soon as he hit that, oh. you just you you texted me and you were just like, "I love the NBA playoffs." And <laughs> I'm just like, I that shot was from mid court, and I just it, uh. and he's not even a great three point shooter. This no, isn't it like was, Butler. It was impressive though. It was an impressive oh. shot. Um, so no, that, that that was fun. That was impressive. But Boston moves on. Um, so yeah, I think it closes out two series tonight, and, and I don't our, really have much to say left on it so going into the next round casino the matchups are heat knicks which as a second round matchup i both thought the bucks and uh cleveland would win so that one is just completely shocking to me but are you're kidding me when you're telling me the next round of the playoffs is jimmy butler in madison square garden like fucking the atmosphere (laughs) in there if Jimmy Butler has another Jimmy Butler game, which why wouldn't he? Because when he gets to the playoffs, he just becomes fucking Michael Jordan. Uh, like, injected into my blood. And I'm so, th- like, the Knicks, I fucking hate the Knicks. I'm just going to say it. I hate the Knicks. <laughs> like, there's this notion that, like, the NBA is only good when the Knicks are good. I've been watching the NBA for... 20 20 years at this point the knicks have never been good and then nba has never been better like the fuck are we talking about nobody gives a shit about the knicks i always love that kevin durant thing i always love that kevin durant interview where they asked him like when he was going to the nets or whatever and he was like uh you know they were like oh what's it like going to the new york team that isn't the knicks and he was like i've been an nba fan my whole life the knicks have never been relevant like who cares about the knicks only people who are Knicks fans and in New York care about the Knicks. I've never met someone who's an NBA fan who says literally anything about the Knicks. So great to them for getting to the second round. I do think they can beat the Heat, but then again, I thought the Bucks could beat the Heat. So beating the Heat is, you should beat the Heat. Will you beat the Heat? I don't fucking know. I have no idea who's going to win that series. That one's one of the ones I'm most interested in. Next up, we have... Nugget Suns, which is going to be a real, uh, again, I think all the second round matchups are going to be fucking like amazing matchups who I have no idea who's going to win. I'm assuming the Nuggets could win, but 
All it takes is one Devin Booker game. All it takes is one Kevin Durant game. Even a Chris Paul resurgence, he could easily beat this Nuggets team. I don't know. The Nuggets didn't look like they broke a sweat against the Timberwolves, but again, we I don't know what to make of the Joker during playoffs. That's been the whole question mark, right? And then That's we fair. talked about Lakers, uh, Warriors, potentially if both close out tonight, like just fucking great series, Steph versus LeBron. But then Casino, most pertinent to this podcast, your Boston Celtics against my 76ers. I think your Celtics fucking murder my team. I have no faith in the Sixers. You're doing the reverse psychology thing again. It's fine. It's okay. <laughs> I don't trust playoff James Harden. I thought the Nick or the Nets were a fraud because they were in the playoffs based on the performance of all players that weren't on that team anymore. So I don't trust the 76ers at all. I'm picking. So if we're just going to do our picks, Casino, who of these last – what six teams do you think, or no, sorry, eight teams? Who of these last eight teams do you see in the finals? Um, I think now with Milwaukee out of the way, I think the Celtics have a good shot of making the finals. Yes. Um, and then, man, um, I really don't know in the West. The I West, don't know. I feel like, could be. You could make a case for literally any of the teams. Yeah, me, I have no like, idea. Yeah, I won't even. Right. I won't even give one in the West. I just won't. I, I I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I th- I agree with you. I think it's still the Celtics coming out of the East, even though I would love to see obviously my Sixers or uh or a Jimmy Butler led Heat who is just doing the impossible and making it to the Eastern Conference Finals again. But I'm going to go Celtics and then in the West I really think it's going to be fucking Lakers. I really think these finals are going to be Lakers Celtics. I, I, mean, I know the Davis league is, wants Anthony that. Davis has definitely turned his head around, and I think uh, I think that he's been playing really well, and that's what LeBron needed to win another chip. So, yeah. Well, then you also have Reeves and and uh, uh, the emergence of Reeves. First off, yeah, Reeves looks, I mean, fucking incredible in each game, and then you also have the Hachimura, who just is real hot or cold, but when he's hot, like I mean. God damn. And their defense is just fucking next level, but NBA's getting good. Well, obviously I think the first round is this weekend. So we'll obviously talk about it on next week's show, but casino let's move on to NHL hockey playoffs. Also heating up over there. I think most of the first round. I'm right. All right. Let's do this. Sorry. <laughs> All right. Most run. of the first round. Uh, matchups are gonna end tonight, right? For NHL for hockey, yeah. So, um, yeah, I'll start taking over on that. Um, so I was gonna try to talk about some of the stuff. Um, Wednesday, we were gonna try to do an extra episode, that's what we told you guys. Sorry that didn't happen. We had some things going on, technical difficulties with our um, with our toaster. And I don't know, I want to say I have a toaster, you have a toaster oven, slightly better, yeah, slightly, slightly. slightly. It can be. Uh, hey, it, it, it's okay. He always barks. Love. The wife's trying to get the dog to stop barking. He's he's practically a co-host, is what BJ said. So <laughs> yeah. it's great. Um, but uh, so Wednesday night, uh, Wednesday, uh, we thought Boston, the crazy good Boston, was going to finally be the first team to stamp their their ticket to the second round of the playoffs. Uh, they looked fantastic. 
throughout the game. They they're outshot their opponents uh, 47 to 25 for the total game. They just looked absolutely dominant, especially in the second period uh, in the third period. But somehow the Panthers push it into OT and I they want an game. OT. This game was uh, really absolutely good. not like this is a good game. So this this is a bad day for me with sports because I had the Bruins. The Bruins lost. Um, so the Bruins lost. The Red Sox lost. I know it's, you know, just early on in the season. We'll get talking baseball later on um, down the line, down summer. But And then also my Arsenal lost against Man City. This was just a really bad sports day for me. So my uh, question to you about this game, tonight they play 4.30 our time. What if the Panthers win this game? What if it's 3-3 going back into Boston? How worried do you think the Bruins would legitimately be? Not that worried. I'll be honest. Really? You're going back to, to home where you have the best one. Your home record this year was absolutely insane. Playing in front of that town, they will figure it out. They will figure it out. Um, is it concerning that Florida did beat them? Yes, but they outworked them in that game. They absolutely outworked them yeah. in that game. So I'm not too worried well, that about was the- Boston. That was the notable part almost this entire series watching this. And this, this is not the games. only and this is not the only series where I think that the team that's pushing and actually the team that's there's on the next one I'll talk about that's winning the series is the better team. I don't think that's the case. They're just finding ways to win, which I'll tie yeah. all that up into um where my projections are. But um yeah, so well, they're moving on. Okay. What, what else? No, no. I was just going to say to put a pin on the Bruins Panthers uh, series, what you were talking about. I've watched most of these games and it always feels like the Bruins are way, way better. And then somehow the Panthers won two games. Like even when you're watching it, you're like, how are the Panthers? How are they doing this? Almost like, like we talked about with the heat bucks game where it's like the bucks didn't look bad. The Bucks were doing everything they need to do, and then the Heat still won. That feels like this Bruins Panthers series, where the Bruins are doing everything they should do, and then the Panthers take it to OT and win. And you're like, how? You kind of put your hands in the air. But this series being three two, like, kind of shocking. No, yeah, that's fair. But um, so you did have Birds run out, David Krejci out. So you need your two. For the majority of the series, I mean, Krejci is still a day-to-day, but, I mean, you had him out, and those are two big players. One's your captain, and then, you know, the other one is a superstar player. So that's – got to take that into consideration as well. And then um, the Florida Panthers, they they did have a left winger out, but, I mean, they they have one injury against the Bruins, two top-tier guy injuries. Like, ah. So – Maybe that was a little bit of a contributor, but I didn't think too much. Um, so, but the next, oops, I didn't mean to have the injury list up. I want to keep that up. Um, going into the next series, one that a lot of people thought, oh, the defending Stanley Cup champions, they're they're not going to let this this team who's first time getting into the playoffs stop them with the Seattle Kraken. But I've I've said it. This is why I was scared to play them the last two games. I've, I've mentioned this before um, in the regular season where the Knights were playing them in the last two games. Yeah. And I was like, don't underestimate this team. These are going to be two tough games. Yes. On the scoreboard, it shows that we dealt with them handily, but I'm watching that game and, and the Knights still struggled with the speed and the offensive presence that 
Seattle had. They're a fast team. Um, and in against this Avalanche team, they've looked fast. Like they oh. just look. You can see it on the screen. They just look like they're skating circles around the Avalanche. Yeah, I mean, and, and it doesn't help that the Avs do have a lot of players out. Um, Josh Manson, uh, Helm. Uh, I can never take it. Do you think? I know Landis Cog has been out, and he won't return uh, for the rest of the, the playoffs. Like he's he's out. So th- those are those are some big big names for him. But they still have Nathan McKinnon you know, arguably one of the greatest players in the league right now and being needing to needing to do something and not being able to get it done is a little bit of concern um, for me. And Seattle's up three, two in the series. And that could be one of the games that closes out tonight. And I am going to say now, I think Seattle takes it tonight. Well, I, I, yeah, I do. I mean, they're playing back in. Well, my question uh, they're playing back my in Seattle question, tonight, and I think I think think it's done. My question to you is: Do you think all these games, or the majority of these games being so high scoring, has had to do with this kind of rash of injuries that's affecting pretty much every playoff like team that's in this uh, hockey playoffs? Do you think the injuries are making it high scoring, or do you think it's something else? Like you were um, talking about where it's the parody and it's all these teams no, I, so close skill. I think it's just other. the parody. And I just think that the players have gotten, I just think the players have gotten better at, um, it, it's an offensive league. Players have gotten faster. Players have gotten more skilled. Um, yes. I mean, but that's playoff hockey for you. There's injuries yeah. all the time in playoff hockey. Um, so I was listening to um, the Vegas insider show um, that we have here in Vegas and they were talking about Jack Eichel's first appearance in the playoffs. Uh, Jack Eichel being coming over from Buffalo and being a superstar player who played somewhere around like 480-ish games or whatever it was before he actually got to play a first playoff game. He was just with bad teams being a superstar player. Um, that what would he have to expect? And they said it perfectly to me where it was like, it, it's a bumper car situation. You know, it, it's the game as normal, but instead of just like they're going to kind of be backed off a little bit and just be in your space, they're also going to be tapping with their stick. They're also going to be, you know, pushing you a little cross check in the back, which is not a legal, but a legal move, but they let players get away with a lot more in the playoffs. Yeah. So it was the best way to say is like, this is a bumper car situation. Um, so no, I, I just think that the players themselves are just that good and, I don't think it's anything with doing with like bad goalies because I mean, look what's happening. You have arguably the best, the best goalie tandem in the league um, in Boston and they're, you know, they, they've lost two games. So yeah. no, also, uh, I like no, uh, I this so. ASMR kind of smooth uh, talking. You're, yeah. You're I, had, I had to do that. The wife's now taking a, taking a, a very important phone call. So I mean, I, I don't know how we're going to do the, the rest of the show with mm, your yeah. voice, my open shirt. Everybody's As, just so turned on; I'm, they're not even listening. I'm stealing. I'm stealing your move. The the sultry tones. <laughs> um, but um, so the other one uh, that I want to talk about was uh, the Tampa Bay Toronto. So we did we did our. Uh, this is this is fun. This is how it always ends towards the end of the end of the end of the day. Um, <laughs> But uh, for <laughs> sorry, this, I'm lost my, I've lost my train of thought here. No, no, I, I will I say gonna... for this Lightning Maple Leafs game, every time That's the Maple Leafs, going. every time the Maple Leafs lose, 
can sports center stop doing the thing where they just show every fan of the Maple Leafs in the fucking audience losing their mind and like crying. I'm no, sure I the love guy it. I in the it. Maple Leaf jersey doesn't want to be on Sports Center all no. night with fucking tears me, in his eyes. Give me sad fans. I want that all day. <laughs> but it, it's funny because of the Toronto the, the Toronto Maple Leafs situation. It, hi, honey. Is you know they haven't won since I think it was '67. And they haven't won a first round. Like they showed the list and it was just like, hi, honey. It was like 20 first rounders that first round matches that they've well, lost. Well, they it's, also it's showed that thing yesterday where it was like their records in closeout games. And since 2012, it was like 2012, the last year and every single one of them was oh, a yeah. loss. Oh <laughs> like- yeah. It's, it's, it's really bad. So um, Tampa Bay and that's the, as I said, I was going to touch on this later. That's the series. I think Tampa Bay has outplayed Toronto in the majority of these games, mm-hmm. but Toronto is finding ways to win. They're finding ways to win. Would I be shocked if Tampa wins after they won uh, yes, uh, yesterday, if they come back and they win two games straight? Not at all. I wouldn't be surprised at all. Um, and it would be a very Toronto thing to do to lose closeout games, as yeah. you saw on that stat. Um, the the fun one, the interesting one, though, is the Rangers. <laughs> the Rangers were up 2-0 over the Devils, and the Devils have won three straight. Um, and they did in solid fashion uh, <laughs> 4-0 in the last game. This is just getting absolutely fantastic. Um, okay. Hi. Hi. Anybody uh, listening to the audio, Casino's daughter is not right up against the mic, despite <laughs> what you're hearing. She's across the room. Oh, no, she's right here now. Are you going to sneeze now? Okay, God bless you. Um, Make and- sure she sneezes directly into the mic. Right. Um, and so the, the last series, I mean, so Minnesota Dallas, that's still been a fun one. Um, that's one of my favorite series to watch just with how close these two teams have been. Um, yeah. But last night, the, the team that a lot of players thought was going to be the series that went seven is the first series and me included is the first series to get stamped. Golden Knights move on to the next round. And I love it because they did it with two defensemen out. Um, which was huge uh, in Brayden McNabb. And then they also had Theodore out um, and they had to put in, you know, they had to put in backups, but that's, what's been so great about this team. And this is what I think this team has been overlooked and not me just being a biased fan has been overlooked the entire season and why they got the number one overall Western seed um, yeah. is that they are so deep. And even with their injury list that they've had, they have shown up with depth and it didn't even look like those guys were missed because Carrie because came back in and he hasn't played for a while. It's the last big name coming off of injury. Okay, I'll get you some more in a minute. Um, he came <laughs> well, back also, off of injury. The impressive, the impressive part of this game to me, which is a game I watched most of, the impressive thing in the Knights Jets game was that the Jets went empty net for. I think they started with eight minutes left in the third period. And then they got, uh, I muted you, Casino, sorry. Uh, But no, I was telling them the impressive thing to me was the Jets going empty net for eight minutes left in the third period. And then they got that one goal that got called back. And then the Knights just held them basically the entire time around their goal for right. eight minutes but, where so not, yes even a shot wasn't even close 
So to, to finish up on that is um, it's crazy because Hellebeck, Connor Hellebeck is one of the greatest goalies in the league. And we in Vesna candidate, Vesna trophy went like, and we made him look, Ooh, sorry. Uh, we made him look like he was the rookie. Like he's the one that's never yeah. won a playoff series. And then LB, uh, Laurent Brossois, just absolutely, he had a phenomenal save um, after after the Knights uh, scored. I think it was their third. Um, came out, made a really good save as he was sliding to his right, but hits it and it bounces back right in front of the net. Guy's trailing in, so he had to try to dive back, and he dove back and barely got his glove on it. He looks a very confident goalie for a goalie that's never won a playoff series, and his only ever his only other playoff experience was with the Winnipeg Jets as he came in in relief where they lost 7-0 to the Sharks um, a while back. And so that's his only playoff experience. So he's looked fantastic. It's great for him to get the win. Um, but I think most important is Vegas. They were able to rest a few players that needed some rest. They're on the injured list, but they were – and one of them was a healthy scratch, but they're trying to rest some players that are starting to show injury instead of playing them. And they still closed out, which was huge. Um, so, yeah, the Knights, I think, closing out was huge because I still don't know what's going to happen with this Edmonton Kings series because this series can honestly go seven, in my opinion. It's fantastic. Uh, well, the also, again, not being biased as a Gold Knights fan myself, but the most impressive thing was, remember in game one of this series, they got their absolute fucking dicks kicked in. Right, they well, got yeah. blown I think out that was that a lot. I think that was a lot that had to do with uh, yeah. you brought in some players that haven't played in a while together. You put some lines back together that haven't played well together or haven't played in a while together because you have people coming back from injury. And you know that was a big gamble where you pull back Mark Stone back out of out of injury, um, and you put him back first game back since like January was in the playoffs, yeah. first game of the playoffs, and but he showed he struggled. Even- that's even more impressive to get everything on track after one bad game. Well, a lot of these right? guys like, are because they're buying into Bruce Cassidy's system. And that's the one thing that I, again, I don't think people understand. And this is why Vegas is, I think we'll have trouble getting through the Western conference because they struggled in the West, but if they can get to the Stanley Cup final, I think they could win this year because they are really good against the East. Bruce Cassidy knows that team knows those teams over there. And, He's very good at putting players and, and his whole team's buying in, finally buying in at the right time, buying into his system. Because before the all-star break, they started to break down a bit. After the all-star break, they started doing what is Bruce Cassidy style defense, pushing players out wide. Don't give them a shot down the middle. You know, let your goalies see these high percentage shots. Um where like coming in like as shots, but not um uh high high scoring chance shots but high percentage shots like amount of yeah. shots taken and there's a lot of games that the knights have won where as as bruce cassidy was saying they're not the most extravagant games they aren't doing well on the penalty kill or the power plays blah 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 but they find ways to win because they stay in games so i think the knights are a very scary team again that's not me trying to be a biased knights fan i just like how they play and that's where i was listening to the announcers last night and they're like you know a lot of players, like, or a lot of people were, like, kind of writing you guys off. Like, what was going on? They're like, well, we're a deep team. We're following a system, and it's working. Nobody's – nobody. there's a great interview because, obviously, I'm a nice fan. I've watched more interviews for the Knights. Um, White Cloud last night had a great one where he's talking about 
he had to work more minutes. He had to play some more minutes. Um, and he's like, I can play more minutes. I can play less minutes. I don't care. He goes, I can be benched. It doesn't matter because they're a team and they're a deep team with probably two players in every position that can come and fill in and be top-notch guys because they've yeah. all been doing it throughout the season and they all fall in the same system and they're, they buy into it and it's well, working. So well, they're playing really good team hockey, and I like I I like it. That's why I think they win. And I mean, as you said, they got completely throttled in game one. So, well, not only that, but with how much like how we were talking about the NBA playoffs, like the NHL playoffs right now just feel so wide open. Especially with we thought the Bruins would dominate, and even they've looked like they have a couple chinks in their armor. So with the parity in the league of how similar all the teams are playing. And we see it with how high scoring all these games are like, yeah, this, this both the NBA and NHL playoffs, you can make a case right now for any team to win it. Right. And I would listen to you. I'd be like, yeah, like that's a compelling case. I can't argue against it. But uh, with that out of the way, we are going to, end it right here unless you got anything else you want to No, nah, i gotta somewhere. go i just actually messaged you saying i gotta go <laughs> yeah but we're gonna start doing the two shows on monday thursday those just work better for us and 95 percent of the time that's gonna be the case yeah exactly uh but so we'll see you monday we'll talk about the end of the draft the continuation of the nhl and nba playoffs yeah. as those uh both those leagues go into the second round i've been will that's Casino over there. Like and subscribe on YouTube. Listen to us Leave on comments. Spotify, Apple Music. We want, we want to know comments. what we're doing right, what you like, what you don't like. Help exactly. us out. Help us out. Let's go. Uh, also, Mitch, if was... you want to sponsor and get us um, a brand new shiny toaster and a brand new shiny toaster oven, there you let go. us know. And I was telling Casino about this before the episode uh, started. For some reason, I don't know why our last episode, both podcast and YouTube, is like our most listened to episode ever. And it's only been up that for was one of my 48 worst episodes. hours. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was a bad awful. episode. This has been a good episode. So listen to this one if you like the last one. Yeah, but like, comment, leave us a rating, whatever. But yeah, we'll see you Monday. I'm Will. That's Casino. This has been uh, the Only Sports Podcast. Adios.